Hi, good morning. This is Karen, aka Hippie Mama. I hope everyone is doing well and I hope you had a great night's sleep. And you're off to a wonderful Thursday. So, as I mentioned, today is Poetry Day. It's been two weeks too long since I've been back to one of my most favorite things ever in the entire world is reading poetry. Uh, so, we're going back to my favorite website. At poetryoutloud.org and guys this could not have been more perfect when I saw the headline I'm like all right <laughs> I gotta read this one it is by Lani Ohanlon and it's called back up quick they're hippies that was the year we drove into the commune in Cornwall. Jesus Jim, ma'am said, back up quick, they're hippies. Through the car window, tents, row after row, flaps open, long-haired men and women curled around each other like babies. And the babies themselves wandered naked across the grass. I reached for the handle, ready, almost to open the door, drop out and away from my sister's aggressive thighs, daddy slapping hands. Back home in the dandelion market, I unlearned the steps my mother taught, brought a headband, an afghan coat, a fringe skirt, leather skin, barefoot on common grass, I laid down with Ken. I love that poem. Like I literally felt like I had like literally been transported right back to that era. I mean, oh my gosh, hippies, hippies, hippies. I'm a hippie. I love it. I love it, Lania. Very, very good. Uh, She is a writer in residence at Molly Keene Writers Retreat and reader in residence with Waterford Libraries. She was shortlisted for the 2017 Hennessy New Irish Writing Award. I freaking love that. Uh, I gotta figure, I gotta keep her post because that was a really good point. <laughs> I really felt like I was back there at that moment. Um, okay, we're going to, we're gonna go somewhere now, guys. I'm gonna take you to the ocean for just a minute in this one poetry reading called The Barnacle by A.E. Stallings. The barnacle is rather odd. It's not related to the clam or limpet. It's an arthropod, though one that doesn't give a damn. Cousin to the crab and shrimp, when larval, it can twitch and swim and make decisions, tiny imp, that Builts according to its whim. Once grown with nothing more to prove, it honkers down and will remain stuck fast. And once it does not move, has no more purpose for a brain. Its one boast is it will not budge, cemented where it chanced to sink. Celeric stubborn as a grudge settled it does not need to think and 
That was by A.E., which is Alicia Stallings, studied classics at the University of Georgia and Oxford University. Stallings' poetry is known for its ingenuity and wit and dexterous use of classic allusions and forms of illuminate contemporary life. Okay, that's way too much to read on her. But that was an interesting poem, A.E. Stallings. I like that. I like, uh, you know, I like animals. Oh, which means I got to read you now. We took you to the sea and we're going now to the forest. Yeah, I think they would be in the forest. <laughs> this is called a bared, a bard, sorry, a bard owl. Gotta get it right. By Richard Wilbur. The warping night air having brought the boom of an owl's voice into her darkened room. We tell the weak, we tell the wakened child that all she heard was an odd question from a forest bird, asking of us, if rightly listened to, who cooks for you? And then who cooks for you? Words which can make our terrors bravely clear can also thus domesticate a fear and send a small child back to sleep at night, not listening for the sound of a stealthy flight or dreaming of some small thing in a claw, borne up to some dark branch and eaten raw. Whoa, you know what? Richard, I love this. <laughs> I love this poem. This was good. Like, you really got to hear what the owl sound like and like I could hear it in flight I could see it with the mouse trapped in its claws as its beak pulled a piece of meat away from the bones man this was good Richard Wilbur began um, to write poetry in earnest only after experiencing the horrific chaos of battle during World War II service as an infantryman in Italy. No poet of his generation was more committed to careful, organized expression or more thoroughly mastered the form and devices of traditional poetry. This conservative atheist and his deep love for country things, explains the bard Al, link Wilbert to the Romaine uh, poet Horace, Hor yeah, Horace, and to his fellow American, Robert Forrest. Frost. Man, that was good. I like that. I like that. He's got a couple other ones. Uh, maybe we'll do this one. Yeah, let's just do this one real quick, and then we'll go back to see what the other ones are. So this is another one by Richard Wilbur, and it's called Love Calls Us to the Things of This World. The eyes open to a cry of pulleys, and spirited from sleep, the astounded soul hangs for a moment, bodiless and simply as false dawn. Outside the open window, the morning air is all awash with angels. Some are in bedsheets, some are in blouses, some are in smocks, but truly, there they are. Now they are rising together in calm swells of Helsin feelings, feeling whatever they wear. With the deep joy of their impersonal breathing, 
Now they are flying in place, conveying the terrible speed of their omnipresence, moving and staying like white water and now of a sudden they swoon down into a rapt, a quiet that nobody seems to be there. The soul shrinks from all that is from all that it is about to remember, from the punctual rape of every blessed day and cries, oh, let there be nothing on earth but laundry, nothing but rosy hands in the rinsing stream and clear dances done in the sight of heaven. Yet, as the sun acknowledges with a warm look the world's hunks and colors, The soul descends once more in bitter love to accept the waking body, saying now in a changed voice as the man yawns and rises, bring them down from their ruddy gallows. Let there be clean linen for the backs of thieves. Let lovers go fresh and sweet to be undone in the heaviest Nuns walk in a pure floating of dark habits, keeping their difficult balance. Interesting, Richard. Interesting. I like it. I don't know what you guys thought. I actually like that one. It's a little bit longer. I'm trying to keep the poetry, because I don't want it to take up too much of our time, uh, down to um, the 25 lines or less, but... We're right now into the B section, so um, let's go with, oh, I like the title of Beautiful Wreckage. Let's go with that. This is by W.D. Earnhardt. What if I didn't shoot the old lady running away from our patrol, or the old man in the back of the head, or the boy in the marketplace? Or what if the boy, but he didn't, have a grenade and the woman in hue didn't lie in the rain in a mortar pit with seven marines just for food. Gaffney didn't get hit in the knee. Ames didn't die in the river. Sky didn't die in a medevac chopper between Khan Thien and Da Nang. In Vietnamese, Khan Thien means place of angels. What if it really was instead of the place of rotting sandbags and coming heavy artillery, rats and mud? What if the angels wore aims and ski, or the lady, the man, and the boy, and they lifted Gaffney out of the mud and healed his shattered knee? What if none of it happened the way I said? Would it all be a lie? Would the wreckage be suddenly beautiful? Would the dead rise up and walk? Okay, so obviously guys, like you know, I do not read these until I read them with you. So this was um, a military uh, vet, it sounds like. I'm going to read his um, bio to you. Uh, It was a good poem, but it was definitely a poem coming from someone that may have seen a lot of trauma. Uh, and had to partake in all of that as well. So 
I hope that you know there were no small ones listening. So WD is William Daniel Earhart was born and raised in Pennsylvania. He joined, yes, the U.S. Marine Corps in 1966 after graduating from high school and served until 1969. He spent 13 months of his service in Vietnam. Thank you for your service, WD. Um, then went to earn a bachelor's, master, and doctoral's degree he has since worked as a high school teacher, merchant seaman, reporter, and legal aide for the Pennsylvania Department of Justice. As an active lecturer and speaker, he has published memoirs and essays about Vietnam. Wow. That was interesting, but definitely as you started to read, you got the, the sure feel that this, is, uh, this was definitely someone that was um, military. So... Wow, that was interesting to read it and, and probably really actually need it because, uh, you know, you, you get to see it from a veteran's eyes and um, that's not something that a lot of us are privileged to, to do and it, war is never beautiful, it's never easy and for sure, uh, you know, it, it has lasting effects on everybody involved. Um, so that was a good point to read. All right, guys, well... I'm going to end it on that one, and I hope you enjoyed the reading today. Uh, We will be here tomorrow for Fantastic Friday. Not quite sure who I want to showcase, but if you guys ever want anybody specific for us to talk about, please send me a message um, on Living Waters. Uh oh. (laughs) Living Waters medical at gmail.com. I had to think about that. Um, and we can definitely work on pulling up some of those, um, people that you like. All right, guys, we'll take care. Have a great night tonight and be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. And I will talk to you on Friday. Take care. Bye.